Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about. A podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it. Morning, afternoon, happy Thursday, Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm just living the dream. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, the last few episodes of Beverly Hills has been really boring, but I still feel like we need to spend like at least ten minutes recapping it. Of course. I yeah. I want to get into Salt Lake City because, of course, the you know the the housewife. Episode yeah. before was Salt Lake City. That was on Tuesday night. But we'll we'll spend like you know 10, 15 minutes talking about Beverly Hills. Okay. Um, so did you get a chance to watch or no, girl? I actually started watching yesterday on my regular uh, like my regular TV station, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep, and I was just like it, I, I fell asleep like halfway through, and then I woke up, and when I woke up, they were playing Winter House, so I was like. Yeah, I was like, screw this, man. I'll just, I'm, I'm going back to sleep. Cause you know, like you got to wait for them to replay it after you miss the live airing. So I was like, no, I'm just gonna wait for it um, today, this morning on Peacock. But even this morning on Peacock, I had to keep rewinding because I was losing interest uh-huh. that I had to keep on rewinding to watch it again because I was just like looking up stuff about Monica Garcia and Salt Lake City. Yeah. I was like on my phone looking up stuff about Salt Lake City that I wasn't really paying attention to what was going on in Beverly Hills. So I actually so the episode's only really like 45 minutes, but it took me almost two hours to watch that episode because I had to keep rewinding because I was just like not into it but um we'll get into what happened what I did did you watch it did you feel the same I, I mean I skimmed it I'm gonna be um I had you know I had a doctor's appointment this morning and like you said last night um I was surprised you weren't texting me I'm like maybe it's not on so I I I am a lot like you when I start to lose interest I'm, I have to fade off and go back and rewind and yeah it felt like a filler episode from the beginning <laughs> To me, at least, like let's go yeah. on a trip and be best, yeah. you know, get to know about Anna Marie. And, uh, it's a wine tasting. Yeah. Kyle's not drinking. I don't know. Just. Yeah, so I wasn't into it, um, but we'll recap it. So uh, the episode starts off with like everybody having a girl's trip to go out to a uh, winery county. I think they went to. Um, Oja, OG, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but they went out there. They went out there. Everybody was there except for Erica because she had COVID. So she missed the girl's trip. And um, it was to celebrate Anne Marie's 40th birthday. And everybody seemed to really get along. Uh, Sutton licked (laughs) Sutton licked Kyle's. 
feet. That was kind of gross. I would not be licking anybody's feet. Um, and then I don't know. There was like a lot of like questionable, like lesbian sort of kind of things going on. Like Dorit and Kyle was like scissoring each other, which I don't know. Like that actually kind of remind me a little bit of um, Heather Gay and Jen Shaw because everybody was saying that like, oh, maybe that was how she got the black eye. But I could see how if you're drunk and you guys are really close girlfriends that you guys could be like fooling around like that because i mean look dorit and kyle they're good friends they were drunk having a good time and they were just messing around like that you know not not anything actually sexual so i think maybe something like that happened like you know not necessarily that oh my god it was sexual that they were actually legit like scissoring each other naked (laughs) to like get off but yeah i think it might messing around like messing around yeah i I almost kind of wonder okay so you do know that shed media produces the new roni beverly hills and salt lake city so i kind of wonder if if, like maybe because you know sometimes these producers they'll tell the ladies to do certain things i mean they might not directly tell them hey you have to do this but they'll drop subtle hints like oh this will look really good on the camera or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm just wondering did they do that because of like heather Mm -hmm. because like you know i don't know is that far-fetched because they're all under shed media so is it is it far-fetched no i feel like no i feel like they protect um like beverly hills i feel like they protect them too and um i don't know i just yeah i definitely think that there's like like you said that women all have their own producers like there's a ring of them and i think that's why sometimes like when you're not in the circle when you're not in the clique like that those are the women that give the interviews that talk about like the producers and they're like over you know that are like giving the girls the tips and stuff i don't know but i definitely think that they could you know go from franchise to franchise to sort of like co-sign for the other yeah because i was just really weird everybody was making not weird but like i know there was like a lot of rumors that like she and angie angie k even brought it up that was like oh you know she heard that the rumor of how uh heather got the black eye was because they were sistering but but then it's like when you see it on beverly hills and it looks innocent it looks like you know two girlfriends having fun i mean they were doing it in broad daylight in front of their other friends so it was like you know maybe it was like something like that not necessarily not necessarily that it was sexual like they were actually like getting off on each other (laughs) but that but that you know they were like just joking around and doing something like that because i mean it was pretty kind of like I, like there was like definitely like lesbian vibes going off on that like <laughs> I mean like I, I I mean like Sutton is licking Kyle's feet and then they're like yeah. tonguing each other and then they're like scissoring each other I'm like what is going on but um okay so that was that and then we have Garcelle and her sons um you know kind of like a mom and son moment going on um and then there was also uh what else was there i felt like the episode was like so boring it just kind of all blend into one Sutton talked a little bit about steve she has a second date going on with steve um that was the guy that she had a first date with on last week's episode dorit um 
Dorit met with like some sort of therapist with her and PK. PK was like, you know, a lot of the things that you say are PTSD doesn't really sound like PTSD to me. It seems more obnoxious. They talked about that. That took up a couple of minutes. Um, the episode really kind of focused on Kyle having a one-year memorial for her best friend, Lauren Shade. She um, committed suicide. I have no idea what the cause of it was, but um, Kyle had said in her confessional that the last thing that Shade has said to her when they spoke, or not Shade, Lauren, the last thing Lauren Shade had said to her when they spoke was that take care of your marriage. So I don't know if that was like alluding to something, if that was like alluding to the cause or whatever. But anyway, so she had this like kind of celebration of life memorial for her best friend. And um, it, it was like at the one year anniversary. And she talked about her friendship and Teddy Mellencamp made a guest appearance. So yeah. Teddy was in the van or the SUV with Kyle and with Morgan Wade Um and then I I don't know. I, I feel like Morgan is really using Kyle to just like get herself some sort of recognition in the country music. I mean, like she, you know, she labels herself as a country music singer, but she's not really very well known in the industry. Um, she's not in that same category as, you know, Leanne Rhymes, Martina McBride. Yeah, like. I I legit have never heard of her or like seen any music video. I mean, not that I follow country music, but right. I I feel like she's using Kyle to, to kind of like really get her name out there. Um, but she performed a song and I, again, I don't listen to country music. So maybe, maybe it, it's, it sounds good. I don't know. Like to me, it, it wasn't something that like I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? Is it, uh, Do you listen to country music or no? I grew up on 90s country. So like I and I was a music fanatic from 80s, 90s, 2000s. Like I probably know every country song like from Reba McIntyre, The Lights Went Out in Georgia, to, like, Willie Nelson, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Like, I What did you all. think, what What did you think of her singing? What did you think of her singing I think chops? That you're right. I think that she is, um, I mean, she's been in the game long enough that I feel like if she was going to make it for her talent, she would have. Yeah. Um, that's Same. That's how I feel. And she didn't know who Kyle Richards was when she first met her. Like she, her other, her friends knew of the show. And so they kind of explained to Morgan who Kyle was and what her status was. And Mm -hmm. let's not forget that Morgan Wade's ex-girlfriend was on TikTok crying the night that, I think it was the night this was filmed because it was the night that Morgan was performing in LA. And the Mm -hmm. girl wanted to go, but she didn't want to go if the other girlfriend was there. And she didn't name Kyle, but she did without naming her. And she cried because she said the other girl ended up going to the concert. So she didn't go because she didn't, you know, want to be uncomfortable. And she was crying about it on TikTok. (laughs) I mean, but look, there's only so much that, uh, like, 
yes, Kyle Richards is a big name, but there's only so much that even a big name could do. Like, if you don't have the talent, you don't have the talent, you know? Like, he started a production company for this girl. She's now doing a documentary. So I feel like she's, she's doing that, girl, she's doing that documentary, but that, that's not going, I, I feel like it's not going to translate into sales. Like, I feel like Kyle's putting so much energy, she's probably putting money into it too. Like, But it's not, but girl, she's not going to see any, um, what, what the hell is that called? Um, turnaround profit. Yeah. She's not going to see any return on her profit. Like she's not going to see any return on her investment. Like I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, you know, she can't sing, but what I am saying is that she just doesn't have that factor, you know, like, okay, but maybe she could like, you know, like maybe she could do like you know cover songs at like the local bars or karaoke night or whatever but like it's just she i personally feel like she doesn't have the factor to become a country music star like i don't i don't hear her like okay so this was her opportunity right because the camera was on her the camera was on her and this was her opportunity to play her number one song this was her opportunity. The Bravo cameras were on her. This is an international television show that gets aired in multiple countries. So this was her big moment, you you could kind of say, to like play what she would consider was her number one song that would get people to tune into her. And to me, it kind of fell flat. Like if I had that opportunity, I would like... I, I mean, and if, if that was her best song, if that if if, what, if the song that she performed was her best song, that kind of tells me like she doesn't have that artistic factor that could like make it onto the CMAs. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you have a marketing, um, you know, background, so you obviously would have a much better perspective than somebody else. But for me, it's kind of like the same exact thing of you know when a man's like trying to buy a woman and he's like here oh you want to be a singer oh let me build you a studio in the basement erica jane erica jane and melissa gorga erica jane and melissa gorga like joe gorga legit built her a fucking studio in the basement and it was like she had one song it was like very synthetic it it sounded very you know on display on display on display (laughs) very synthetic so yeah. you know and and erica jane is the same way because her songs like it's expensive to be me that sounds like very synthetic also it sounds yeah. like very you know auto tune or whatever the fuck is called so wow. yeah I, well i mean so then i guess i guess i guess kyle richards is like the sugar daddy i don't know <laughs> i mean that's what i mean i mean serious i really think that that's likely the case here because um you know she's showing her a different lifestyle i mean i think how you know it always starts out when you have a friend that is like you know in such a high tax bracket like do other people pay when you go places i mean i don't know how that works when you have really really wealthy friends and they hang out with like average people do they just cover the bill on i don't know but to me it seems like she's definitely working to try to show morgan maybe she liked morgan and she thought that she could like help her career a little bit and that kind of gave her an end to spend more time with morgan and to also give the media um 
a reason something to, to talk, talk about, about. yeah and i did see a video and i cannot remember who it was but they said someone had caught um i don't know if it was a paparazzi someone had slipped and said that Kyle was calling paparazzi on her and Mauricio did you hear that <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah. I think I want. I can't remember who it was that reported it, but they. I didn't get to see all of it and look into it, but I'm not surprised. Oh, they do. Oh, yeah. So many celebrities do that. They complain about it, but then it's like you're the one that are like calling them up to tell them where to come. So, um, there was also, um, a scene. It was Kyle's confessional where she says that when Portia graduates from high school that she sees herself moving out of LA because she doesn't feel like LA is her place anymore that she doesn't uh-huh. feel connected to LA what do you think of that because Portia I think Portia only has one more year left of high school <laughs> I think she turned 15 whenever they were filming she turned 15 on the show because they did the party at the beginning of the season um I'm not surprised I think she once I think she like had said something about um like living in the mountain being up in the mountains like I feel like she's mm-hmm. being up in there and I think that like LA is a superficial party town like that's what LA is like it's about keeping up with the Joneses and if she is not drinking and I've said this from day one like nobody wants to go hang out with at parties and premieres and events with their husband while everyone's drinking and having a good time and that's not your thing you know like I feel like that puts a damper on things because Kyle and Mauricio, like, their whole thing was, like, their social life and their social, you know, friends. And they always had, like, another couple that they were besties with. They were doing everything with. And so I just think that um, now that she doesn't drink, like, she's just... And, again, I think that when somebody close to you dies, unexpectedly, the PTSD and the trauma and you know you you have a different perspective on life in general and how could you not you know you, you value things differently when you something tragic like that happens and again I think like LA is so superficial we hear it all the time like they're always just trying to keep up with each other and and um, yeah she just I think that like her perspective on life in an in entirety change but I'm still confused on the timeline that she's celebrating um, having a, a celebration of life if it's been a year since the friend died. I'm just, just so mm-hmm. I'm still, still confused on the timeline of when they felt when all this took place. Me too, because I thought her friend, I mean, the way I saw it, I thought her friend had recently died while they were filming. I mean, that's what it made it seem. But then at this celebration of life, her she said it was the one year anniversary of her yeah. friend's passing. And that's why she was doing like this memorial for her. So, yeah, like I, I thought that like previous to this episode, I had thought that her friend had died while they were filming the current season. Did you think the same thing? Yeah, or like right out. I mean, I knew they had like filmed in the spring. So I thought maybe they filmed from like February to like, I, I don't know if she died at the beginning of May, after May. I feel like, you know, they only filmed for a couple of months, February, March, April, May. Like I thought she died like, yeah, like right at the end of filming or something like that because they filmed in the spring. So it does feel strange that, I don't know. Yeah, that seems... I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't think she would lie about something like that. No, she couldn't. <laughs> I mean, we would have no way of, um, like, I mean, you can't lie about that because obviously all you have to do is look at I don't think she, it. yeah, yeah, I don't think she lied about something like that. No. But I, I think, but I think, because everybody Her was saying that, like, she, well, 
what everybody was saying that she quit drinking because she was just a sloppy mess last season. Yes, I do think that, you know, that was one of the reasons why she quit drinking was because she was a sloppy mess. But I don't think that was the main reason. I think her friend's passing was probably like the main reason. I don't know. Yeah, that's I, what I, I feel like. to do with it. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's confusing in the episodes because they don't we talked about this actually because we said like they don't mention her friend's death when they talk about like all of these changes that she's going through like none of them mention oh and her best friend you know died suddenly and that's probably also affected like her thinking and not drinking but none of them said that none of them said that they all said oh she's exercising oh she quit drinking oh these life changes oh she's not wearing her ring oh Mauricio this yada yada nobody said and her best friend died unexpectedly from suicide and that could be contributing to her life changes she did in an after show with Erica that's like the first time you really hear about it maybe she didn't tell people I mean how do you even talk about something like that I don't really think that like she's close with those girls like she was with her her friend like her genuine friend so I I don't know but that was kind of you know um we didn't really see anything of Teddy other than like that very short like 30 second clip of her in like the van with Kyle and Morgan so but she but Kyle in her confessional said that Teddy is one of her like best friends I didn't know that you knew that They've been friends. Oh, yeah. They've been best friends for since she was on the show. Well, since she was on the show, but I mean, like, you know, whatever. Like, when you get on the show, you you kind of do have to form, like, a connection with somebody to, like, gain a, allegiance. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I've always, because, you know, she, like, um, they've, I, I've just always known them to be friends. And, like, I mean, if you listen to any of the two T's in a pod podcast, it'll tell you that they're best friends because... And that's what's so funny about Teddy is like, that's why I believe that the rumors about Morgan and Kyle are are semi actually true because Teddy is like Kyle's mouthpiece on the two T's in a pod. So anytime they're reviewing or talking about um, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like you can tell what she what like um, Teddy is saying is something that her and Kyle have like discussed. Off, you know what I'm saying? Like she's yeah. very much Kyle's mouthpiece for things. Well, and what so, what is what is Teddy saying? Is she saying that she is or oh, she is? I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. She's not saying anything about it, which tells me that it's going on. Because if it wasn't going on, Teddy would be screaming at the top of her lungs, what terrible people we are for thinking that her and Morgan would be sleeping together just because, I mean, I could just hear it. She would be at the bits telling people what pieces of terrible we were to think that just because they're friends that they're sleeping together and yada, 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 yada. But she doesn't. She doesn't say anything, which makes me feel like um mm. it's true because she anything else she will go you know she defends Kyle 120 percent so and then the episode ends with Anne-Marie sitting with Kyle Kyle what the fuck am I talking about the episode an- ends with Anne-Marie sitting with Crystal and Garcelle they're talking and for some odd reason but I feel like okay Yes, on our TV screen, it looks like Anne-Marie just bought it up out of nowhere. But I kind of feel like probably her producer was like, bring this up. Because that is like so weird. Like, why would she bring it up? Anyway, so they're sitting down um, at a booth and Anne-Marie starts 
just out of nowhere saying, well, you two know something better than anyone. And she asked about something small, esophagus. And Garcelle was like, that is such a weird thing to ask. Ask about, you know, whose husband's cheating on who. Ask about the jewelry. Ask about the clothes. Ask about whatever, you know, ask about affairs. Mm -hmm. But like, why would you ask about somebody's small esophagus? Which is, it did seem so weird that Anne-Marie would just plop down and just be like, so tell me about something small esophagus. So I kind of feel like that very much felt produced. Like I, I felt that was her producer telling her go over there talk to Crystal and Garcelle bring up Sutton's esophagus mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not think that Anne-Marie cares about Sutton's esophagus that much just to bring it up at like Kyle's memorial for her friend I mean if she does mm-hmm. she's weird as fuck but I just, mm-hmm. I just feel like you know it was very heavily produced but um, so she goes on her whole whatever about Sutton's esophagus which we already know is it is a thing. It is a thing. Like an actual um, t- Dr. Tiffany Moon said that it is a thing. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and then, um, and then Garcelle, Garcelle goes over to Sutton. Sutton was talking to Dorit by the bar and Garcelle goes over to Sutton and says, well, I just want to let you know that uh, Anne-Marie is coming in hot for you because she's talking about your esophagus again. And Dorit was like, Garcelle, why are you being so... In her confessional, She she's basically saying like, why are you being so messy, Garcelle? And it basically ends there. We see the trailer for next week's episode and the trailer has like, I guess, Erica Jane practicing her dance moves for her Las Vegas residency. And it also has Crystal on the phone with Garcelle and Crystal is saying, well, you know, during the Christmas party or some party, I don't know whose party, um, she was saying something like, well, during when I met her during the Christmas party, she had told me that she was a doctor and Garcelle was saying she didn't say she was a nurse and Garcelle um, and Crystal was like no she said she was a doctor so that'll be interesting I guess maybe I don't know this this episode's like so freaking boring what did you think about that whole Anne-Marie scene I felt that yeah I mean I agree with you felt produced I felt like Anne-Marie um not only did Tiffany Moon come out and say something so did Nicole Dr. Martin from um, Miami and she said like the same thing but more in a way that like their job in the medical profession all the way from the medical assistant to the physicians is to you know be kind to your patients don't question their diagnosis like not do everything different than what she did with like (laughs) you know you're not you should learn that very early on like it but doesn't matter what you are like doctor nurse rn physician medical assistant you know like yeah. you have a responsibility in the medical community to how you treat people and that's not how you you don't just say oh you chew your food a little more like yeah oh. <laughs> yeah i mean okay let me ask you do you think that production is going to drag this freaking esophagus debacle for like three episodes or or do you think we're done with it i i hope not but girl i'm like so sick of this esophagus yeah like i hope they don't drag this out for like five fucking episodes or something i know i'm scared that they're going to 
<laughs> well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Next week they talk. I mean, the trailer for next week has Crystal and Garcelle talking about, you know, Anne Marie's thing. She's a doctor when she's really a nurse. So, I, I mean, that'll be interesting. I just hope they don't bring up like freaking Santa freaking something stand esophagus again but okay we're going to wrap up with beverly hills it was like so freaking boring i can't even believe that we spent like as long as we did talking about it because there was like nothing to even talk about girl i want to get into salt lake city what did you think of the reunion it was the monica uh, show it was good. <laughs> I felt like Andy Cohen went a little easy on Monica. There were like I had I a lot too. of questions, and I felt like he like went a little bit easy on her. <laughs> um, there was a poll that was taken, and I forgot who it was, but it was like one of the girls from Married to. Me- oh, I'm I'm probably going to get this wrong. I think one of the girls was from Married to Medicine, and the other one was from a housewife show. I think maybe Potomac. I can't be sure. I don't watch Potomac, but I think that's what she was on. But anyway, um, there was a poll done. It, this was not the recent Watch What Happens Live. This was like the Watch What Happens Live that was like a week ago. And um, one of the polls was, you know, can you forgive Monica? And it was like a landslide that the audience had. It, it was like, I think 75% said no. So I don't, I don't know how that translates to whether or not um, Monica will be back for next season. And I kind of feel like what would her storyline be anyway? Because it's like you you had like such a shocker. Like how could you top that? Right? It's like what, like what could you possibly do to top it? I mean, there was, I just feel like there was a lot of inconsistencies in the things that she had said. Oh, yeah, there were. She lied. She lied throughout the whole entire reunion. I know, and I was, like, frustrated. I did a review on it. I was not even trying to look for, like, I miss, you know, um, like, things that were, you know, didn't make drive together. And I found, like, six off the top. Like, six, you know, pretty easy. You can pretty easily... Um, you know, the bunk, and that is crazy to me. I know. Um, here's something her house that really annoyed me. She said, Oh, you know, I feel this way because all these uh, other women have like this beautiful house, and here I am with my 3,000 square foot house. And I'm like, No way, because my house in Indiana, when we lived in Indiana, my house in Indiana was like way bigger than Monica's house, and my house was in 3,000 square feet. So I'm like looking at her house and I was like, there's no way her teeny tiny house was bigger than my house because my house in Indiana was like really huge. And I was like that there's no she's I I was like, why would she even lie? But here's the thing about Monica. I think she says these things that um, are very relatable to middle America. But then it's like, if you look a little bit deeper, you can see the cracks in her facade because it's like, okay, yes, you come across as relatable, but do most middle American women, do they go scam spa clinics to get some free Botox? I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I would love some free Botox. I would love to have like fillers and Botox and all that other stuff. But it's like, I kind of feel like 
she's trying to come across as like so um relatable but it's like if you really look deep into it like you could see the cracks in the facade because you know she was saying something like oh that's a stereotype why would you think i stole your ring because that's like saying that people who aren't as wealthy are you know are more likely to steal oh, and lisa oh. was like but lisa said no that's not why i'm thinking that or that's not why people are thinking that people are thinking that from your behavior monica and she's like my behavior my behavior what's wrong with my behavior and i'm thinking like no way she doesn't like but i'm also thinking in my head monica you're already a thief you not paying for services you making three separate accounts so that you could get some free botox that's like step of services you're already a d so it's like why wouldn't somebody think that why wouldn't heather think that like have why wouldn't heather think you a person who is like stealing free botox from her beauty clinic why wouldn't heather think that yeah she probably stole lisa's ring <laughs> uh, oh my goodness I mean, I don't know. There was just so many things too, because like Andy Cohen called called her out on one of it. She, Andy Cohen, because she said, she said, well, I was just a friend, and I I started out as a friend, and and you know, and then I sort of became her assistant. And Andy Cohen was like, well, what did you do as her assistant? And she's like, oh, you know, I um I made sure she got to her appointments on time. I I went and bought her groceries. And he was like, "Did you get paid? No, no, I didn't get paid." <laughs> and Andy Cohen was like, "You left your four kids to go do a job for Jen Shaw that you weren't getting paid." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, because I was her friend, girl." Right. 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 Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.